afternoon. All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 here this morning. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. This is our last lesson or two. It might take two lessons. I don't know. We'll see. But um, it's the last lesson in our King James only, not really King James series. Today I want for us to look at KJV preachers and other gospels. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1 through 5. So, so let me just emphasize this, what I'm, what I'm saying with this, is that the King James Bible says there's one gospel. All right? There's one gospel. In fact, I did a Bible search with the plural word gospels, S on the end. This is the answer I got in my Bible search. There are no concordance results for gospels in the KJV. That's because there's one gospel, not many. So we'll talk about that here. It says uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1, Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully. If you get saved, all of your problems will be solved. No, you may have some new sets of problems, but the, the Lord will be there to help you through your, your problems. But again, all of these things we deceive people uh, one, two, three, repeat this prayer and you're saved forever. All of these things were deceitful in how we handle the word of God in many cases. But notice by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel, our gospel, which one? Schofield says there's, there's four different gospels. I made a list of 17 different gospel phrases, terms related to the gospel. So which gospel? Notice if our gospel be hid... It is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Christ's sake. I want to give you some quotes here. I I don't know a lot about Leonard Ravenhill, but uh, this is from a quote from the book Revival God's Way. I've I've come across... uh, Quotes from uh, Leonard Ravenhill over the years. I've not read any of his books or anything, but this, uh, this quote that I came across grabbed my attention. One of these days, some simple soul will pick up the book of God, read it, and believe it. Then the rest of us will be embarrassed. We have adopted the convenient theory that the Bible is a book to be explained, whereas first and foremost it is a book to be believed, and then in parenthesis he adds, and after that to be obeyed. You think about that. There's people who are going to be embarrassed someday when we realize we don't really believe what the Bible says. And I'm going to give you this statement again from Pastor First in, in, uh, First in uh, Custer, South, uh, South Dakota. Most people don't want the truth. They just want uh, constant reassurance that what they believe is the truth. A.W. Tozer said this, God's words are not for me to edit and tinker with, but to believe and obey. How many times we hear somebody say, yeah, they're King James only, but yet they preach something contrary to what the King James Bible says. As, as we think about this, uh, notice uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. And what I'm going to emphasize is uh, there's a note in the Schofield Reference Bibles, on, uh, Revelation 14.6, in relation to the everlasting gospel. C.I. Schofield says there's four gospels. I'll mention those here in a moment. But it says here in... Uh, 2 Corinthians 11, verses 3 and 4. But I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. 
For if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if he receive another spirit, which, we have not, which he have not received, or, notice, another gospel, which he have not accepted, ye might well bear with him. Notice also Galatians chapter 1. Galatians chapter 1, verse 6. As we think about this being led astray into other gospels, I believe, that, I believe uh, no repentance is another gospel. If, if a preacher says that repentance is a work added to faith, then you better pay attention. There's a false teacher there, even though they accuse me to be a, of being a false teacher as I said that. Jesus himself said, except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. I, I guess I'm on the side of Jesus. I, I'd, I'd rather be there. In fact, uh, there's a statement. Let's see if I, I might as well say it here at this point because I don't want to forget it uh, today here. Um, there was a statement that uh, I saw here that encouraged my heart yesterday. It is better to walk alone than with a crowd going in the wrong direction. It is better to walk alone in life than to go with a crowd that's going in the wrong direction. If somebody's preaching something contrary to what the book of God says, then guess what? They're going in the wrong direction. I don't want to be in that crowd. Jesus, you know, the Lord himself said, don't, you know, don't follow the multitude to do evil. It says here in verse 6 of Galatians chapter 1, I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that it called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. Notice here, after Paul had been to the, these uh, churches in Galatia, had started them, notice there was somebody who came in after him and started teaching another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. So cult leaders, liberal preachers, Many soul winners, Calvinists, whatever. There's many who will pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. Right? So you think of Angel Moroni, the Mormons. You think of so-called Gabriel of Islam. Various religions have these angels that supposedly gave, gave the, um, the gospel, you know, the the belief of their system, verse 9, as we say, said before, so say I now again, if any man, and again, verse 8, he includes himself in this, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be accursed. The word accursed speaks of being doomed to destruction, judgment, in hell. For do I now persuade men or God? Do I seek to please men? For if I yet pleased men, I should not be the servant of Christ. It's not about pleasing people, it's about pleasing the Lord. Verse 11, but I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. Notice the gospel had to be revealed by God. It's not man-made. For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by, revelation, by the revelation of Jesus Christ. So when you think about these soul-winning manuals that supposedly teach you how to present the gospel, when they're, when they're giving you all kinds of how-to salesman techniques, instead of teaching you what the Bible says about the gospel, guess what? It is a false gospel presentation. We must understand this. Again, I, I did not receive it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. Paul did not need a soul-winning manual to, to learn how to present the gospel. It was given to him by God. You think about this. Man is not going to write this and say, yeah, I'm a sinner on my way to hell. There's nothing I can do to save myself. You, you know why I know that? Because every religion in this world, except for true Christianity, is trying to work their way to heaven. They're trying to do something to get you know, good and to get into nirvana. And all of these things, all of it is false teaching. All of it is, is, uh, is accursed by God. Notice chapter 3, verse 8. I want you to see something here. 
Uh, so here's the point that I want to emphasize today is that there are many King James only supposedly preachers that say that there's more than one, more than one way uh, in different ages people were saved. Old Testament, they were saved by faith plus works. You know, New Testament, by grace, tribulation, all that. Different ways of salvation. In fact, I came across a statement. One preacher says there's six plans of salvation, gospel presentations, gospels in the book of Acts alone. Hang on to your... Hang, to, hang on to that thought. Notice, as far as Abraham, chapter 3, verse 8, the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen and the Gentiles through faith, notice this statement, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, in these shall all nations be blessed. I have a, this statement written in my notes. Which gospel? Which gospel? If there's four gospels, according to Schofield, which gospel? Which gospel did God preach to Abraham clear back in the Old Testament, Genesis 15? Now, as far as Old Testament saints, I believe very clearly that, uh, notice with me uh, Romans chapter 4, I believe very clearly that uh, Old Testament, New Testament is, is all the same salvation by grace through faith. As far as Abraham, here we have a, you know, an explanation of what gospel we're talking about. Romans 4, verse 1, What shall we say then that Abraham our father, as pertaining to the flesh, hath found? For if Abraham were justified by works, he hath whereof to glory, but not before God. Look at what I did, that type of thing. For what saith the scripture? Abraham believed God and was counted to, unto him for righteousness. Genesis 15, 6. Now to him that worketh is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Even as David also describeth the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputeth righteousness without works, saying, Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man whom the Lord will not impute sin. As you, again, as you understand this, the Old Testament, they were saved by grace through faith, just as in the New Testament. Let me read for you Acts 10, verse 43. And, uh, of course, this is in the context of the house of Cornelius believing the gospel. Acts 10 verse 43 says, To him all the prophets witness that through his name whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. So the Old Testament prophets declared that there's coming a, coming a Savior who will save all the world from their sin. Uh, 1 Peter chapter 1. 1 Peter chapter 1. So again, as we understand this, Old Testament, New Testament, there's no difference all are saved the same way. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 10 through 12. Here we see that the Old Testament prophets uh, proclaim the message of the coming Savior. It says, uh, verse, uh, verse 9, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls, of which salvation the prophets, Old Testament prophets, have inquired and searched diligently, who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you, searching what, or what manner of time, the Spirit of Christ, which is, was in them, did did I signify, when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. So, so again, when a dispensationalist says, you know, that um, if, if um, the Jews had accepted their Messiah, their king, Jesus would not have gone to the cross, recognize there's a heretic right there. There's a false teacher who's denying the fact that Jesus Christ came to suffer as a savior. Verse 12, unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves, but unto us, they did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven, which things the angels desire to look into. Why am I, why am I emphasizing this series? Because there are King James-only supposed 
teachers and preachers out there and people that are listening to them that are going to try to show you from Scripture there's more than one way of salvation. There's the, you know, the, the King James Bible, you, you have to explain it. No, just preach what it says, and then we won't get into all this heresy and these false teaching. Many preachers teach truth that people are saved different ways in different ages. In fact, uh, notice with me Acts 26. Paul very clearly did not believe this. Of course, uh, by this time, Paul had started the church. <laughs> when was the church started? Back in Matthew. I will build my church. But there are hyper-dispensationalists who say that the church started with the Apostle Paul. Then let me ask you, who did Saul of Tarsus persecute then? If the church started with Paul, these are King James-only preachers that are teaching this stuff. Why don't we just stick with what the Bible actually says? We're a lot safer there that way. Notice verse 22 of Acts 26. Having therefore obtained help of God, I continue unto this day witnessing both to small and great, saying none other things than the, uh, those which the prophets and Moses did say should come. Here's what, he, what he's talking about. Here's these Old Testament prophecies about Christ, that Christ should suffer. That's what they said in the Old Testament. So much for him coming, offering himself as king, king of, of, you know, this, this king, this king, earthly kingdom. The Jews rejected him, so God had to go plan B, the church. Did you know your plan B, you're not God's original plan? That's what is being taught in King James-only churches today. That Christ should suffer, that he should be the first, that he should rise from the dead, notice, and should show light unto the people and to the Gentiles. He's talking about what the Old Testament said. He's simply proclaiming to Israel and the Gentiles that Christ should suffer, that he'd be the first that should rise from the dead, we're going to follow in his resurrection. Here's, here's the uh, statements about um, these four Gospels. Uh, this is taken from a note, footnote, in the Schofield Bible from Revelation 14, verse 6. We'll, we'll look at the context of that here in a moment. But uh, he, he emphasizes in Revelation 14 in this note, and, and here's, here's what I want you to think about also. I've talked about this before, but a lot of this teaching comes from the Schofield Bible. So, so when, when we understand these notes are contrary to what Scripture says, we need to pay attention to what Scripture says and not what the notes say. That's why I, I don't recommend any study Bibles anymore because not all of them are in agreement with what the Word of God says. Here's his statement. It says, in itself, the word gospel means good news. Four gospels, this is point two, four gospel, forms of the gospel are to be distinguished. Four forms of the gospel. Did you hear what I just said? Number one, the gospel of the kingdom. This is the good news that God purposes to set up on the earth in fulfillment of the Davidic covenant, a kingdom, political, spiritual, Israelitish, universal, over which God's son, David's heir, and so on. That's the gospel of the kingdom. And he also says with that, two preachings of this gospel are mentioned. One past, beginning with the ministry of John the Baptist, continued by our Lord and disciples, and ending with the Jews' rejection of the king. The other is yet future, Matthew 24, 14, during the great tribulation and immediately preceding the coming of the king of glory. There's where we get our teaching about the, the, the king, you know, gospel of the kingdom. There's going to be a different gospel that's preached during the tribulation period. Number two, the gospel of the grace of God. This is the good news that Jesus Christ, the rejected king, has died on the cross for the sins of the world, that he was raised from the dead. This was God's original plan. If Jesus Christ came to be king, then why in John 6 did he not take the opportunity to become king when they were trying to make him forcibly to be their king? 
things don't match up with what they teach and what the Bible says. Let's just stick with what the Bible says and we'll be in less trouble with God when we're teaching, uh, you know, teaching error. Here's the, uh, the third form of the gospel, the everlasting gospel found in Revelation 14.6. This is to be preached to the earth dwellers at the very end of the great tribulation and immediately preceding the judgment of the nations and so on. And the fourth one is that which uh, Paul calls my gospel, uh, Romans 2.16. This is the gospel of the grace of God in its fullest development. So in other words, Jesus didn't preach the gospel in its fullest development. Did you hear, did you hear what he just said? Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, who came to be the Savior of the world, did not preach the gospel in its fullest form. That's exactly what C.I. Schofield says. In my Bible, he's an heretic, but yet he's promoted in most Baptist churches in America today and around the world. That which Paul calls my gospel. This is totally different than what the gospel that John the Baptist preached, the different gospel than what Jesus preached. And then he finally closes, there's another gospel, which is not another, Galatians chapter 1, verse 6 and following. Now here, here's, here's a, a statement that he makes in a note in John 1.17. Listen very carefully. Uh, this is uh, the statement, for the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. That's the statement from the Word of God. So listen, listen to that again. The law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Here's his statement. This is the statement of C.I. Schofield for, uh, and a note for John 1.17. As a dispensation, grace begins with the death and resurrection of Christ. Time out. Go clear back to Genesis chapter 6, and what do you read about Noah? Noah found mercy in the eyes of the Lord, right? He found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Grace is clear back at the beginning with Noah and, I believe, Abel, all of them. God's grace was demonstrated to Adam and Eve after they sinned in the garden. His grace. Literally, the cherubims were set there. I believe God set up his throne, his, his, his presence on the earth near the entrance to the Garden of Eden. There's a reason why the cherubims were there. Where did Cain and Abel take their offerings? To the place, God's presence with the cherubims. Think about that. As a dispensation, grace begins with the death and resurrection of Christ. So, so much for uh, Noah being saved by grace. The point of testing, listen to this statement, the point of testing is no longer legal obedience as the condition of salvation. What's he saying? You've got to work for it in the Old Testament. The condition of salvation in the Old Testament is works, legal obedience, but acceptance or rejection of Christ with good works as a fruit of salvation. I wonder how many King James-only preachers are using Schofield Bibles, telling people to open your such-and-such such page in your Schofield Bible. They open up to John 1.17, and they read that statement. The, the point of testing is no longer legal obedience as the condition of salvation. Here's what Charles Ryrie had to say about that in his book on dispensationalism decades ago. He called that an unguarded statement. Well, then why did C.I. Schofield make that statement more than once? Four Gospels? Show me where there are four Gospels in the Bible. Again, that is man-made teaching, and we need to pay attention to it. I, I made a list of different terms related to the Gospel. The Gospel of the Kingdom, the Gospel of the Kingdom of God. The Gospel, this Gospel the gospel of Jesus Christ, the gospel of God, the gospel of his, God's son, the gospel of Christ, Paul says, my gospel, um, the gospel of peace, uh, Christ's gospel, our gospel, we saw that a moment ago, 
the glorious gospel of Christ. And here's an interesting one. The gospel of the circumcision, talking about Jews, and the gospel of the uncircumcision, talking about Gentiles. So let me ask you, Jews and Gentiles have a different plan of salvation? Hmm, that's interesting. Are, they saved, are we saved a different way? Oh, evidently we are because how, how many people have, have said we don't need to preach the gospel to the Jews in Israel because they're God's chosen people. They're, they're getting a pass. Uh, I'm sorry, they're getting a pass all the, way, all the way to hell if they do not recognize Jesus Christ, their Messiah has already come. The gospel of your salvation, the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious gospel of the blessed God, the everlasting gospel, Revelation 14, 6. So let me ask you, on my list here, I have 16 to 18 different terms related to the gospel. Wait a minute, we're wrong. There's not four gospels, there's 17 gospels. They are all the same gospel, different terms for emphasis. They are the same gospel. Again, Acts 26, Paul witnessed none other things than those things which the prophets and Moses did say should come. Preacher, you're getting so, you're getting so fired up. About. Yeah, because we're talking about the gospel. We're talking about something that's going to damn people to hell. That is a Bible word. We, we have lost, this, lost sight of this. That we, well, yeah, they're, they're saved different ways. And different, no, they're saved by grace through faith in all ages. We need to wake up. King James only preachers are preaching heresy regarding to the gospel. First Peter uh, chapter 1, we saw it a moment ago. Verse 11 talks about the spirit of Christ that was in the Old Testament prophets. Wait a minute. I thought Christ didn't come until Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I, think about this. In the Old Testament prophets, the spirit of Christ was in them, telling about the salvation that would be, be uh, revealed by way of Jesus Christ in his death, burial, and resurrection. So, so I want to point out this by way of introduction. Notice Acts chapter 1. We hear about these tribulation flaming Jewish evangelists that are going to preach the gospel in the seven years and millions of people are going to be saved during the seven-year tribulation period. I want to point out some things here in relation to this. Who are the real flaming Jewish evangelists? Notice Acts chapter 1 verse 8. He's here talking to Galileans. All right, so I, okay, not, not exactly... Jews, but Jewish evangelists, but Galilean evangelists, as we see here in chapter 2. But ye shall receive power, verse 8, after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the, uh, part of the earth. This was fulfilled in the first century. Acts chapter 8, verse 4. Right, so here's some Jews. Because of the persecution arose over Stephen... Verse 1, and Saul was consenting unto his death. At that time, there was great persecution against the church, which was at Jerusalem. And notice it says, they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. Devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentation over him. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering into every house and hailing men and women, committed them to prison. Therefore, they that were scattered abroad went everywhere, notice, preaching the word. Here's your flaming Jewish evangelists. It was in the first century, not the last seven years. Uh, what's very interesting, uh, uh, Acts 17, 6. The, these that have turned the world upside down have come here there also. Uh, Acts 24, verse 5, talking about Paul. This is the um, uh, Tertullian, his orator. He's given this presentation to uh, this great oration before the Roman official. A they found Paul a pestilent fellow and a mover of sedition among all the Jews 
throughout the world. So as you think about the, the reality of this, we're, we're talking about Paul stirring up some things amongst the Jews. He's made trouble. I, I, I guess that's a good way of making trouble with the truth. And it's uh, Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1, verses 5 and 6. I, I create so much trouble preaching the truth. I, you know. Colossians 1, verses 5 and 6. For the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof ye heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel. Notice that statement. Ye heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel, which, talking about the gospel, which is come unto you as it is in all the world. And bringeth forth fruit as it doth also in you since the day ye heard of it and knew the grace of God in truth. Uh, as ye also learned of Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is for you a faithful minister of Christ, and so on. But notice here, it says right at the beginning of verse 6, this truth of the gospel has come unto you as it is in all the world in the first century. They fulfilled the great commission in the first century. We have a responsibility to continue fulfilling it in our century in our generation. Now, now let's go to Revelation 14. I, I want you to see here the context of this four Gospels that Schofield says he finds in Scripture. The, the truth is, based on what I've read of Schofield teaching, the truth is I don't believe he ever believed the Gospel. That's why he thinks there's four Gospels, different ages, and so on. I, I know that's a, a harsh statement, but when, when you carefully read what he writes and what he says, he even attacked Jesus Christ in his teaching. Um, the Bible very clearly says the one who does not abide in the doctrine of Christ, guess what? He's an antichrist. Hmm. But yet we're preaching Schofieldism in hundreds and thousands of churches in America. Revelation 14, I want you to notice the context of what well, verse 6 it says here. And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel. There's our statement. This is one of four forms of the gospel, according to Schofield. Note. Unto them that dwell on the earth, and to every nation and kindred and tongue and people. Let's look at the context, what we're talking about here as far as this everlasting gospel. Notice it says in verse 1, And I looked, and lo, a lamb stood on the Mount Sion, and with him 144,000. We see who the 144,000 are back in chapter uh, uh, 7 having his father's name written in their foreheads. By the way, we have God's name. We're sealed, sealed uh, as well, just, just like the, these are believers, just like the rest of us. And I heard a voice from heaven as the voice of many waters, as the voice of a great thunder. All right, so here, here's the multitudes that these flaming evangelists won during the seven years of tribulation. Nothing, there's absolutely nothing in this passage that says that. That is something that's placed upon this scripture. So keep that in mind. Let's pay attention to what the Bible is actually saying and not add to it. Because Jesus gave some pretty strong warnings about that in Revelation 22. And it notices, I heard the voice of harpers harping with their harps. And they sung, as it were, a new song before the throne and before the four beasts and the elders. And notice, and no man could learn that song but the 144,000 which were redeemed from the earth. These are they which were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. These are they which follow the Lamb whithersoever he goeth. These, notice, were redeemed from among men, being the firstfruits unto God to the lamb, and, and to the Lamb. And in their mouth was 
found no guile, for they are without fault before the throne of God. And I saw another angel, notice, another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth. Now, several things I want you to pay attention to here. Notice verse 4 again. Notice this statement here near the end of the verse. These were redeemed from among men. Now, when this is written here, Notice, past tense, it's worded past tense. These were redeemed from among men. When was John writing this under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit? Which century? The first century. And our, notice, Jesus here already tells John, these were redeemed past tense. By the end of the first century, they were already redeemed. Did you notice that? These were redeemed. Every word in the King James Bible is there for a reason. It does not say these will be redeemed in the last seven years. It does not say that. These were past tense redeemed. And notice, they're not even in Israel when they were redeemed. They were scattered among men. Notice this statement. These were redeemed from among men, being the first fruits unto God and to the Lamb. I've pointed this out before. First fruits of believing Israel. Let me ask you, when is the first fruits offered to God? At the beginning or at the ending? Think about this. This is what we've been told. These, these are, these are 144,000 flaming evangelists who preach the gospel everywhere. In the, and so thousands upon millions of people are saved. All right, so if they are the first fruits, when are they saved? At the beginning or at the very end? It is not possible that they're saved during a seven-year tribulation period because the first fruits had to be clear back at the beginning, not in the last seven years before the coming of the Lord. Yeah, we, we, I, never, I have never heard a dispensationalist teach what that means. These are the first fruits of the tribulation. No, they can't be first fruits then because they're the last fruits. They're the gleanings if they're in the, the seven years. That's not the, the gleanings are not the, seven, the, the first fruits. Bible terms are very important to pay attention to. These are the first fruits unto God and to the Lamb. So let's think about this. Add up the number of Jews that are mentioned saved in the book of Acts. Pay attention to this. 3,000 were saved in Acts, according to Acts 2.41. And supposedly, we're, we're often told, well, many, many more thousands were saved, but th- those were the ones who were saved and baptized. And added to the church. No, it says 3,000 were added unto the Lord. All right, so think about 3,000. Acts 4, verse 4 talks about 5,000 men. How many families are related to that? But it's very specifically talks about 5,000 men being saved in Acts 4, verse 4. Now, you notice here again in Revelation 14, verse 4 these are they which were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. These are they which follow the Lamb whithersoever he goeth. Then also it says in Acts chapter 6 and verse 1, this is just in the first six chapters of, of, of the church's uh, multiplication and additions and, and outreach. The number of the disciples were, were multiplied. So let me ask you, is it very hard to figure out that there may have been as anywhere at 50,000, 100,000 believers in Jerusalem in the first century, in the first years before the persecution over Stephen, which was three and a half years after Jesus ascended. In three and a half years, we have thousands upon thousands of Jews. In fact, um, was it, uh, I think it was Acts 24, if I remember right. Uh, I forgot to write down that verse. 
But in Acts 24, where James talks about how many thousands of Jews which believe and are zealous of the law. Thousands of Jews. These are first fruits. Notice with me James chapter 1. James chapter 1. I want you to see what James writes here in chapter 1 as he's writing to Jewish believers. James 1 verse 1. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes, twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting. Here's Jewish believers. They're scattered abroad because of persecution, Acts chapter 8 and and other places. By this time, James is probably pastor, as we would call it, pastor, elder of the church at Jerusalem. Notice verse 18, talking about uh, salvation here. Of his own will begat he us with the word of truth. That we should be a kind of firstfruits of his creatures. Firstfruits. We're talking about something at the first, not at the end. As I say, there's something vastly different between the firstfruits and the gleanings. Okay, in the Old Testament economy, who enjoyed the gleanings? After the harvest is done, who enjoyed the gleanings? Okay, the poor, um, strangers... Those who were not, uh, you know, you you think about this. uh, Ruth was allowed to be a part of the harvest and not the gleanings. Think about that. Ruth, a Moabitess, was brought into the harvest of the first fruits. Who, uh, where did where did the first fruits go to? To the Lord. That's that's who received it from the the the, the priest received it and so on, in the name of the Lord. So as we think about this, multitudes of Jews being saved are not mentioned after the initial outreach. Where do you see that in the rest of the New Testament? There was a turning point with the death of Stephen. Basically, God says, all right, the Jews, here's here's your judgment. Your your, your temple's going to be destroyed and all that. I'm turning to the Gentiles. Hallelujah, God included us. The time of the Gentiles is not yet fulfilled. Think about that. The time of the Gentiles is not yet fulfilled. The context of Revelation 14, 6, I want you to notice this. In the beginning of verse 6, I saw another, who is preaching this gospel? An angel. Not the 144,000. <laughs> this is not a, a gospel that's preached during the tribulation period. This is an angel preaching having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth and to every nation, kindred, and tongue, and people. We, we have been deceived in all of these things. An angel is preaching the everlasting gospel, not the 144,000. Um, here's a statement. I'm just going to close with some of this here. This is how far out some of this stuff is. Where in the Bible does it say there are 144,000 evangelists preaching during the tribulation period? It doesn't. That's what teachers say. Here's Pastor Clarence Sexton in Tennessee. He calls them 144,000 flaming Jewish evangelists. Listen to this statement. There is going to be a great revival going on during the tribulation, the capital T tribulation period. We don't find tribulation capitalized in the Bible except the beginning of a verse. Uh, Through 144,000 sealed chosen Jews who preach the message of salvation. That is man-made teaching. Paul Chapel refers to 144,000 Jewish evangelists during the tribulation. Thousands of Jews will embrace Christ as their Messiah. Uh, Henry Morris, Oliver B. Green, 
talks about 144,000 Jewish missionaries. Evangelist Dennis Corll, all of these that I've mentioned by name. Here's David Cloud, King James preacher and author. Listen to these statements. This passage describes the sealing of the 144,000 Jews from the 12 tribes of Israel. These are elect Jews who will preach the gospel of the kingdom throughout the world and be martyred for Christ's sake. The Jewish evangelists during the tribulation will probably, that's the word used, will probably, and I have a question mark, exclamation, question mark, in parentheses after that word, probably be able to do miracles just as the apostles did, Matthew 10, verse 8. Show me. Show me in the King James Bible. Here's a King James preacher saying that they will probably be able to do miracles just like the apostles did in, in, in Matthew chapter 10. It's not found in the Bible. We are adding to... There's serious warnings. I, I keep saying this. There's serious warnings Jesus himself gave in Revelation 22. Don't add to my words lest I add to thee the plagues that are written herein. These are King James Bible preachers. Another statement. These evangelists will be persecuted on every hand. Luke 21, verses 12 through 19. Luke 21 is a very clear reference to A.D. 70. The Jewish evangelists will go forth exhorting the people to repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. The only gospel I'm hearing, seeing preached in Revelation 14 is by an angel. We have been deceived. I'm going to stop there. I, I, I have more. We'll, we'll, we'll look at it later. Lord, I pray to help us to be discerning in these last days. Lord, Lord, if we don't love thy truth, the Bible very clearly gives us a warning that we will receive a strong delusion from thee, O God. Isaiah even says that you will choose our delusions. Lord, when we refuse to see what the Bible itself says, that's evidence that we have strong delusion. Lord, help us to open our eyes to thy truth, the truth of thy word, and not man-made teaching. I pray in Jesus' name.